Good morning. This is exciting. You have no idea how happy I am. Here's Kevin. Hello. So sorry, I did not see the email pop in. Hello. Uh, all right. Good morning. Good morning. So first, let's welcome back our listeners. Welcome back, listeners. It's welcome back. We missed welcome you. Back. Yeah. Uh, Season two. So good morning and welcome back, listeners. Uh, We've missed you. We've been on vacation, so we're officially kicking off season two. And I'm one of your hosts, Sylvia Rose. And with me, we have... Hi, this is Kevin. I am the expert in all things gay and or geeky. (laughs) Ha (laughs) ha. Nerdy. And my name is Brian, and I'm your expert in all things Britney Spears. Ooh, and we do have a little bit of Britney to talk about today, I understand. But uh, first things first, welcome back to Shopping for Tea. It's the place where you come for fun facts and oftentimes fun facts. Uh, You don't hear what you hear anywhere else the way you hear it here. So welcome back. That is very true. And season two is on its way, and we're going to go back to our sort of our format is going to stay the same and we'll end with uh miss olivia newton john this time because we lost her over our hiatus so uh but brian where do you want to start well it's up to you guys we can start with britney spears if you'd like yeah sure because i I didn't know there was anything happening with her i didn't either well her son Jaden. One of her sons, Jaden, her older son, Jaden, decided to give an interview to 60 Minutes Australia. And Mm. they're fighting because they're fighting, right? They're fighting. Yes. Okay. uh, Kevin Federline, who's the father who hasn't worked in, you know, who's um, the dirtbag father. Yeah. You forgot that part. Yeah. (laughs) Dirtbag. Dirtbag, former backup dancer, father turned deadbeat dad. Yeah. Um, so he basically said that the boys haven't seen their mother in months and that they are uncomfortable being around her because of her quote unquote mental state and the fact that she keeps posting very graphic semi-nude images to Instagram. And basically he said that Jaden Spears gave an interview to 60 Minutes Australia and said, Uh, I don't think she showed enough to Preston, and I feel really bad for that. Preston is the younger son. We've both been through so much pressure in the past that this is our safe space now to process all of the emotional trauma we've been through to heal and heal our mental state. He's talking about his father's house. Uh, And then he goes on to say, I just want her to get better mentally. When she gets better, I really want to see her again, he added before defending Britney's parents and saying that Jamie doesn't deserve all the hatred he's getting in the media. Jaden said of his grandfather, I, I love him with all of my heart. He was trying to be a good father. End quote. Oh, my. Yeah. Well, so, I have a couple things that I think right away. It's cringeworthy when I think of those boys being 16 years old and having to see their mother like that on Instagram and their friends see it. Um, I feel so bad for that. Like that boy, can you imagine? Well, he went on to comment about that and he said, quote, it's almost like she has to post something on Instagram to get some attention, end quote. He went on by saying, quote, this has gone on for years and years and years, and there's a high chance that this will never stop. But I'm hoping for me that she will stop, end quote. Yeah, it must be really hard to see that as a as a young boy and know that your friends are looking at that and 
oh, bad. That's bad. I feel well, bad for that kid. Unfortunately, that's not the end of it because Britney Spears clapped back on Instagram. Ay, Yeah. And uh, this is all going down between her and her own son. And so this is her post on Instagram. And this is all this is all verbatim. I'm reading it straight from her Instagram. So she says, I've tried my best at being the best person I can be to base to be basically held hostage in homes under nurses and bullshit. I hope my kids one day understand my reasoning. Excuse me, guys. My cat is fucking with my cords. <laughs> Oh, your cat's welcome. Hi, kitty kitty. Yeah, he's an asshole. Uh, (laughs) He really is. (laughs) To be basically held uh, hostage in homes under nurses and bullshit. I hope my kids one day understand my reasoning of my play in water, revealing myself as any woman would being held under blankets and supervision under the conservatorship. Finally, at 40, without the restraints of what my family did to me, I say to my son, Jaden, that I send all my love in the world to you every day for the rest of my life. My love for my children has no boundaries, and it deeply saddens me to know his outcry of saying I wasn't up to his expectations of a mother. And maybe one day we can meet face to face and talk about this openly. Maybe, dear child, you can explain to me why our family would do that to anyone. I helped your father who hasn't had a job in 15 years. I assume it's easier for you guys to have someone check on you to make sure you're doing your homework. I'm sure the standards of your dad smoking weed every day benefits your daily life at 15 and 16 to partake in a very cool generation. I completely understand your need to live with your father as I had to play the perfect role for 15 years for absolutely nothing. I'm so happy I was able to carry four tours, Judge X Factor, and way more, and I did that for you. And Preston, I'm aware of your gift. I know you're a teacher in my life, and dear child, I'm a teacher for you as well. It's been horrible to see your dad be a hypocrite and say the media is horrible, yet he has you talking about personal matters to them. If you could pause for a second and remember where you came from, I hope you can look in the mirror and remember you are my child and always will be. Since Preston didn't speak, I send him my love. I would love nothing more than to see you two face to face. Keep playing your gift on the piano. You and your brother are both brilliant, and I'm proud to call you both mine. As for my mental health, my dear child, understand you must learn to pick up a book and read one before you resort to even thinking about my intellect, sweetheart. Tell your father to go try and at least mow the lawn. Oh, my. You can honestly sit back and say with your sensible, brilliant mind of what Mima and Papa did to me was fine and call them not bad people. Then, yes, I have failed as a mother. And hopefully there's a chat for you and your father to sit face to face and try to learn what's good. Wow. Well, first of all, go Brittany yeah. um, for well, what she... she has to say. But I hate that it's all being done on Instagram. I know. And she was extremely condescending. She was so condescending. But she was lashing out. Not that she doesn't have reasoning behind it. I'm sure she she does have some serious mental health issues considering everything she's gone through. But that letter, that that post was inappropriate. It doesn't need to be public. Those poor children are are going to be in therapy forever. Forever. She even made another post. If they'll even go. If they'll even go. Their dad might not encourage that we don't know 
Yeah, she um, even made a post shortly after that saying that she no longer believes in God and because of what her family has done to her and that now she is proudly an atheist and Twitter went crazy and the atheist community proudly welcomed her on Twitter. Oh, that's interesting. Yes. <laughs> huh. Huh. You know, I don't even know was she super Christian before cuz I don't I don't know that part. Her whole family is very religious, yes. They're very similar. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that really hurts them. Yeah, I don't think all of this needs to be played out in, in public. I feel bad for Brittany. I feel like she's never going to be right either. But yeah, that was messy. Needed to stay in between their own things. I agree. I think it was very, very messy. Very messy. Yeah. And uh, and this is be this is coming on the heels of her releasing her duet with Elton John, which is number one in so many countries right now, called uh, "Hold Me Closer." which is a remake of Tiny Dancer. Okay, so I've heard that there's a song. I have not listened to it yet. Is oh, it good? It's very good, yes. It's very okay. dancey. It's very good. It's, it's mostly Elton John with Britney doing a little bit of backup singing for him. Oh, okay. It Britney, sounds, Britney. I mean, I never Britney. hated that song, so I'll listen to it. Yeah, it's very different. It's, it's kind of a mashup of Tiny Dancer and another song that he had called The One. I don't know if you know that song. It was on like one of his greatest hits album. I think he had an album called The One as well, if I'm not mistaken. I'm not sure. Yeah, it was later in his career. It was, it was way one after. day we'll pick Elton John and we'll all learn that information oh, together. Please, no, I don't I don't care for him at all. <laughs> God. Okay. Really? Noted. No. Noted. I really don't. No. I don't care for him at all. I think he's a snotty little queen. I really do. Oh, great to know. Yeah, Noted. A, okay. <laughs> he's a trailblazer too though. You can't deny that. <laughs> That's true too. Uh, and what was next that we were gonna talk about now that we all are kind of mad at Britney. <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad. I feel sad for. Brit I feel sad for everyone involved. You know, I exactly. remember so clearly when when my parents got divorced when I was really young, and how vicious they were to each other, and just I mean, it around around us, and it was just inappropriate. Then it made me really sad and confused, and you know, I it, I just hate seeing that whenever couples do this kind of family drama that involves children when we're in public is just it just makes me uh, i don't know it, it's very yeah, trigger, it's triggering bad enough, <laughs> it's bad enough that people do it but to do it like that so publicly is it's just heinous yeah it's worse it just makes me way. sad for everyone it is, involved it is and yeah. unfortunately kevin federline the father has kind of i feel like he's kind of sparked this fire he's kind of antagonized and weaponized his children against britney spears and I know that's not a popular opinion, but um, he and his new wife, who I can't remember his name, you know, they, they constantly are- His name or her name? Her, did I say his? You did. <laughs> no, her name. Her name. Her name. And, Everyone uh, has fluid pronouns on our show. Oh, okay. She, that's true. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know. She's, she's constantly liking, you know, the, tr the trolls that come after Britney Spears online. She'll go online and like, like their posts and things like that. You know, she does, she does these little microaggressions to kind of let everybody know that she hates Britney Spears. And I, I do feel like Kevin and his new wife have weaponized the children kind of against her. And that's really, really sad. And I was thinking myself that why is he suddenly looking for attention? Because oh, I felt like he intended to do this as well. And it's like him reaching out for attention, not her. Well, it's because he wants an increase in his child support, basically, because he only has two yeah. years left. 
and oh, uh, that's it, oh, that's a good point. Is this yeah. what people are talking about? Because this is all news to me. Yes, this is what everybody's talking about. He, she even okay. said, she even said that, um, you know, why are you giving an interview to sixty Minutes now? Is it because you know, in two years, you know, it all stops and you get nothing? Ooh. Yeah, that's what wow. she said. She said that to uh, her son, Jaden. Ah, wow, this is ugly. Yeah, yeah I, I'm sad for everybody, like you said. Sad so. for everybody. Hmm. So, yeah, that's the Britney Spears saga as of right now, and I'm sure by next week there'll be more. It seems like every time we record, something else happens right after we record. Oh, it's I, crazy, right? I, I listen to another podcast called Eat, Pray, Britney. And <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> it's, a, it's a great podcast. And like every time they record, as soon as they're done recording, something else happens and they have to record again. It's like a never ending. Like every week there's like an hour and a half episode on Britney Spears. It's great. Oh, that's so funny. Um, I'm not listening to that, so I can't (laughs) say that I know anything about it. I don't know if I could listen to an hour and a half about Britney. I think think you could tell me everything I need to know in an hour and a half. It takes a true true dedicated time, And then I'd never have to. Yeah, you must be. And I bet it's really popular. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's really popular, but I think anything with Britney Spears is definitely going to have to have a semi-popular following. Her so name. you better make sure you hashtag Britney on this episode, mister. Yeah, I just can't believe that after all these years, she's still in the media like she is. I know. Today. Yeah, she's, yeah. We're all For all the talking. wrong reasons. We're all still <laughs> talking about her, I know, not for music. <laughs> well, sometimes for music. You know, that yeah. Let Me Closer song is very popular. Yeah, I'll have to listen. Well, let's do a let's do a quick TV rundown, and then we can take a break. And uh, uh, I'm dying to hear um, about y'all's impressions about everything that's going on in Florida schools. Y'all's okay. Oh, okay. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, let's hear about the schools. Do you want to do school system, or do you want to do like TV and then take a break and then do school system? Well, I only have a quick couple things for TV, so why don't we do that and then break and come back to the teacher nightmare. Yeah, I wanted um, to give I wanted to give you as much time as possible for that. Yeah, that's so gonna a, that's going to be a talk. Um, the TV thing, I just have to tell you, Gary and I finally sat down and watched two episodes of We Are Here. Oh, oh it's great. I I have to tell you, Gary is hooked as well as <laughs> I am hooked. Like I I was hooked in a minute, and it's really interesting because first of all, let's just talk about the show for the listeners who don't know this show. It's fantastic. And it's drag queens and people who are struggling with something, sexuality, or uh, they might be homophobic, whatever. And Kevin had explained it in a, a previous episode. So you it's, can go back there it's and a, listen. It's very, it's very much a real life to Wong Fu. It's these people that go to very, very small towns and basically introduce the art of drag to people who have never done it before, who might be questioning their sexuality or actually like have a son who might be questioning their sexuality and they want to show their support to their son. There's a whole, there's a whole range of scenarios as to why it they choose these people to put in drag. It it's is kind of a fantastic. makeover show. Kind of. Yes. Yeah, so it's that it's too long Fu with a splash of what not to wear. That was the show I couldn't think of the last time. That's great. Um, so we watched two episodes, and I just have to say about those first two. First of all, when that boy, Hunter, got up there in drag at the end of that first episode, 
I just was burst into tears and I couldn't even explain why. And I was just <laughs> like, I'm not crying. You're crying. And I could see the carrot was like, he wasn't crying, but you could just see that he had that feeling that I was having. What an amazing, oh my God. I can't even explain that to anyone. You have to watch the episode to feel that. It was yeah. incredible. And there were a couple others that, w- that we saw in another um I can't remember who they were, but he stuck to me the most. He he was the one he lived in his parents' basement, and his dad was like a, a motorcycle gang guy. Oh, it yes. was just so and dad, great. And the dad ended up bringing some of his motorcycle gang to the drag show. Yes, yes, yes it was fantastic. So was if great. you want a feel-good show, go watch it. I'm telling you, I'm going to watch episode after episode after episode. I can't I believe, wait to see it again. And I believe there's three seasons. And wait until you see season two actually had to end early because of COVID. And the last Ugh. episode of season two, if you will make you will make you cry. It will make you cry. I, I'm a flubbering oh, mess every single episode. I saw only two episodes and I cried through both of them. Yeah. So oh, yeah. it's it's amazing. It's such a great show. And I'm glad you enjoyed it. That's that great. Little, um, I'm still trying to remember their names. Um, Bob the Drag Queen. Yeah. Yes. Fantastic. Eureka. Eureka. And then Shang- Shangela. 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 Who is probably the best drag queen I've ever seen in my life by far. And she did, she did not start her. out that way. <laughs> so here is because I don't know anything about drag. This is all new lessons to me. And some of our listeners don't know anything about drag. So when you, she's Shangela, is she always she, even when she's not in drag? Or no. is it he? No. no. Shangela is, uh, I, I forget his name in real life, but he in, in real life is a boy and actually lives i think he still lives in the basement of jennifer lewis who if you don't know is the mother of black hollywood you know how she does is, she this is her second time making uh, an appearance on our show jennifer lewis. <laughs> that's fantastic hey jennifer lewis if you're listening yeah so um, Sh- shangela started drag race on season two and went home first eliminated first was not good at all her she was terrible yeah she was booger which means uh, if if a drag queen is booger that means their wig line is visible and their makeup is busted and they call it booger drag but here what's amazing (laughs) is she got on rupaul's drag race and she had only been doing drag less than six months Uh and she got on rupaul's drag race yes she was eliminated first but this was the beginning of her story not the end and then she came oh, back in season sure. three. They brought her back in season three to try again. She lasted a little bit longer, but still did not win. Then they brought her back on All Stars. I think it was All Stars three, if I'm not mistaken. And she got all the way to the final. And then RuPaul threw a twist and said that the eliminated queens were the ones who were going to vote for the winner. And uh, yeah, because Shangela was not really a favorite amongst the other drag queens. She did not win, but she should have. She was robbed. Yes. Well, I don't know any of that background story. Thank you for filling me in. But she is amazing. And so is he. Do I say he? Like, I love him. And I love her. They're two different people. Yes. And and I don't know that people understand that, that this is the, yeah. I love them both. I love them both. I, I think I can't wait to watch more episodes because of them. They, they them. Am I supposed to say them? Because are they really two people? <laughs> 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 okay. 
I um, usually refer to drag queens as her most of the time, her. even if they're okay. in, in boy drag, because, you know, it's just, that's, just, I don't know. That's just what I've always done. Okay. So yes. I love her. Shangela's boy name is Jeremy. Jeremy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I love, how can I say I love both sides of her? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Or you could just say them, you know, that yeah. covers it all. Yep. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, Anyways, that's really all we. I thought we might talk a little bit about Survivor that's coming up, but I think it's too soon for that. We still have a couple weeks. <laughs> I haven't so. even. Have you? Is there like a trailer or something out? I have not. Oh, there's a cast. If you just uh, Google Survivor season forty three cast, yeah, and sure you can now. do. There's a bio on every one of them, and I started looking, and I was like, this is way too much information for right now. Uh, I'm not ready to learn about them. I have to see them in action first. Okay. If that right. makes sense. So, well, do you guys want to take a break then and then come back and talk about uh, television shows or teaching? And because I have, I have a few more television shows that we should talk about. Or yeah, me too. Want, do you want to keep going with television shows and then take a break? Let's finish television shows and take a break. Okay. So, I take television shows for a hundred please <laughs> so there's a couple shows that i'm actually watching that are very nerdy and there are dragons uh one of them is called house of dragons on hbo Boom. and i've gotten into two episodes of it right now I'm on, I'm on the second episode or i think i just started the third one i think i'm not sure where i am in that show but it's very good it's very well done very well produced it does feel like you're watching a continuation of game of thrones it really does mm-hmm and then uh, there's another one on Prime called, I think it's Rings of Power. Rings of it? Power. Rings of Power, and it's a continuation of Lord of the Rings, or a prequel to Lord of the Rings, I'm not sure uh, which it is. But it's, again, very well done, very well produced. These TV shows must have a budget of millions and millions of dollars these days, because these are, these are not, these are not cheap-looking shows at all. Yeah, well, Rings of Power is a as a prequel. It's uh, like hundreds hun- hundreds of years before what we saw in the Lord of the Rings movie. Isn't and, uh, that the same though with this dragons one? It, it's it's a prequel too. Yeah. yeah, it's all about the Targaryens. Okay, I don't know anything about anything you guys are talking about. Well, in- well, there's dragons. Yeah, there's I'm dragons. out. There's dragons. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, just FYI, in the uh, in Game of Thrones, the Targaryens, there was only two left. The entire species had been eradicated. Um, so, as far as their lineage goes, there was Daenerys and her brother, whose name I can't remember. He was killed. Douchebag. But weren't they having he, he sex together all along? He was basically raping her. Yeah. 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 So, okay. Yeah, I don't know if it was consensual sex. I don't know if I'd call it that, but yeah. Um, so he, she ended up killing him, which means she was the only Targaryen left. So this takes place way back in the day when the Targaryens actually ruled the Iron Throne. And they had a total of, I think, eight dragons, they say in the beginning of it, uh, which makes them <laughs> which makes them basically indestructible because dragons just fuck shit up real quick. Yep. Yeah, I imagine. Yeah. But the most recent episode we saw, you know, there are weaknesses to the dragons as well. So, and, oh. and there are ways to fight the the dragons. Oh, we saw that in uh, the end of Game of Thrones. Well, I, I mean, in this show, they they have ways in this show that they've figured out how to make it so that they're not, you know, indestructible completely. And they're just kind of figuring that out. I think the Targaryens are just figuring that out and starting to freak out. Um, it's a good show. It's really yeah, fun. I, I'm on, I'm on episode two of that show, and uh, let's not forget, it, I don't know if you guys watch it, Cobra Kai season five starts 
on Netflix and I'm watching that. I love that show. It's a guilty pleasure. It really yeah, is. I can't do I, that. I don't even have any idea what that means. Is That's it, the Karate Kid I would think, show. I was just going to say, is there karate in it maybe? Yes, it's it's a TV show based on the Karate Kid. It's it's uh, Daniel LaRusso, who is, uh, uh, what's his, I can't remember his name, Ralph Macchio, and uh, Johnny something, Hardcastle or something like that. Who was the, the blonde guy in Karate Kid, the bad guy in Karate Kid. So it's like a teen thing, like teenagers are watching it, teenage girls mostly, Brian. <laughs> it's, a, it's a little bit of both. I would say it's a teenage drama as well as kind of for adults as well, because you do have the older people in the show, but you do, you know, they are teaching teenagers. And, you know, season two definitely was, I it was a little creepy. I felt like I was just watching teenagers make out the whole time, which was a little weird, but... Yes. Yeah, that doesn't sound like anything I'd watch either. It sounds it's, like 90210 or something. Is it, it kind of like those? It's a little bit of like 90210 meets um, Karate Kid. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. Nine, it's 90210 meets Karate Kid. Well, that's a great way to call it. So, yeah, I don't watch that. Well, we've covered, we've covered HBO so with, with House of Dragons. We've covered Rings of Power on Prime. Do you guys know anything about The Boys on Prime as well? I don't watch that show. I tried to. I thought it was so stupid. The Boys is one of the most ridiculous shows. I mean, every single episode I'm standing there going, I can't believe they just showed that on television. That was the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. It's basically superheroes as if they were in in present day, and they're not good people. I mean, they're held up as celebrities, but, I mean, they kill people left and right. And you know, I mean... I think you talked about this time before. They, like, cut people in half with with you know laser beams out of their eyes and shit all the time it's wild but it sounds it, terrible it is terrible but it's so hypnotic i can't stop watching it i love it oh, it's that's um, but that most recent season uh is on as well it was really really good um how about do you guys have disney plus do you guys watch anything on disney plus i do i just I have watched it all, uh, Thor, love and thunder <gasps> I'm doing that this afternoon. Shut up. I still haven't seen it. I was in Croatia when that came out, so I still have yet to see it. Very funny. (laughs) Well, they have, you know, Disney Plus has some great, like, three brand new Marvel shows that appeared very recently. Okay, Um, if you're going to talk about She-Hulk, you can't. I mean, it's so dumb. It's so dumb. Huh. Go ahead. Did you try huh. to watch it? <laughs> well, that's interesting, isn't it? So we've got Miss Marvel, which is she's like a, a teenager, and vi- sh- she's she's a, a very important character. She's the very first Muslim that has ever had her own headliner of a comic book. Uh, she immediately she's a very recent character. She immediately became very very popular. Now she's got her own television show, and that's going to lead right into the Marvel franchise. So it's kind of a big deal. Um, and then we've they got. They know how to do it, don't they? They, they know do. how to pull it all together. It's and it's it's a cute show. I you know I'm so behind. There's so many things on my list. I haven't been able to finish it yet. But it's really cute what I've seen. Um, and then She-Hulk, absolutely She-Hulk. Brian says it's really stupid, oh, and I've no. heard that from some other okay. people too. Give it the tell tell Sylvia the full name of the show. It's called She-Hulk, She-Hulk Attorney, Attorney at, law. at Law. Yes. Yeah. So I can't. I can't. Okay, well, She-Hawk, Attorney at Law. Yes. Yes. So here's the thing. So uh, she. I don't even attorney. know what. I don't even know what the um, like the promo for that would look like. Is it? A, <laughs> is it? You so know, like you know, Mothman. You know What's who the happening? Hulk is in the Avengers, the big green guy, the Hulk. The Hulk. Yes. Yes. So this is the Hulk's cousin. 
So she gets oh, big you're and green too. Hulk with H U L K. Okay, yes. Okay, because so, I heard Hawk, H A W K. She Hawk. Again, I had yeah. a whole different visual. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was in the 80s, Lady Hawk. No. Uh, this oh, okay. is She Hawk, where, you know, it's it's very, very, uh, it, it is exactly the way it is in the comic book. So, you know, she it's the Hulk's cousin. Uh, she gets. Um, exposed to the same radiation that the Hulk does, but it affects her a little bit differently. The Hulk goes like crazy and can't think. She retains her own mind. She just gets really, really strong uh, and big. So, but she's, she, and she's an attorney. So um, she, you know, figures out that she has this going on, tries to figure out how to use her powers, you know, and then she goes back to New York and come to find out, you know, with all of the Avengers and everything messing up New York all the time, that this big attorney law firm is starting like a superhero division to try to, you know, litigate superhero disasters. And who better <laughs> to be an attorney on the superhero division than an openly, you know, attorney uh, superhero who happens to be the She-Hulk. So, yeah, I mean, it's very yeah. close to what happened in the comic books. It's exactly the way it runs in the comic books. Wow. Um, it's, I, it, you know, until you talk about it like that, Kevin, I really don't realize how much of a different world people live in when they are <laughs> superhero followers. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. And I'm impressed with your ability of that memory and recall and all that stuff. Uh, all of you all you nerds have that. That's all you can do it for all of those shows. And I don't get it. So good for you. Whew. Well, then we've got some other ones. We've got I Am Groot, which is really, really cute animated. We had uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi moving over to the Star Wars side, still on Disney, which was fantastic if you're a Star Wars fan. Obi-Wan Kenobi was so good. And it then does we have, have Ewan McGregor in it. It does, Ewan McGregor. And she then we have Andor starting I just heard September him on Smartless. I was yeah. just going to say that. That was yeah. a great episode. So Sorry, good. Kevin. No, no. Obi-Wan Kenobi was so good. And then the new uh, new show Andor is coming out on September 21st, which looks like it's going to be so, so, so good. I'm really excited. And then okay. hopping over to Netflix, we have Stranger Things. With, you know, everybody loves Stranger Things. It's still very popular, even everyone except Brian. Uh, and then we have... And, uh, and Sylvia. Oh, you don't like Stranger... Well, okay. I, like I couldn't watch. Things. I couldn't watch Winona Ryder. You said you hated the last couple seasons. You said it got really stupid. Stranger Things. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it got it got a little. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so they they also have a new show called Sandman that looks really really good that I have not been able to see yet. Um, and then have you guys seen Lock and Key on Netflix? No. No. What is that about? You should watch it. It is really a cute, cute, cute show. It's and it, it's it's uh, gosh, I hate, I don't know how to classify it because it's not a kids show. But it's like kind of feels like that from adult perspective when you're watching it. Um, it's about kids who move into this old house that's been in their family for generations. And they discover that they there are keys hidden all over the house that do magic things. Like there's one that, um, you know, you can open open a door and it'll take you anywhere in the world. And all you do is use the keys. And each key has its own little thing. And so it's just really cute how they go about doing it. And, I mean, it's not all cute because there's, like, a demon trapped in the house, too, that they have to fight. So it's not cutesy-cutesy, but it's a really, really cool concept, I thought, for a show. I thought it was really neat. Is it, um, is it animated or? No, no. Like no, real, people, real people. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I wrote it um, down to look at. I'll check yeah. it out. 
And then we have Star Trek Strange New Worlds on Paramount that just, you know, it is so good. It came out a little bit ago. I can't remember if I mentioned it. It was really, really good. Um, I loved it. If you like Star Trek, then I would highly recommend it. And then we have what is becoming quickly, unfortunately, a documentary, a new season of Handmaid's Tale coming out on September 14th on Hulu. Have you guys watched The Handmaid's Tale? Becoming a documentary. Uh, you should watch it. Uh, I started to, and it's too um, too close for comfort. It, that it is. That I it just, is. Yeah, it's disturbing. It's disturbing. I can't watch it. Yeah. And, and I don't want you to let me know how it ends, because I'm okay. afraid I already do know. Ugh. <laughs> So I'm super excited for that to start. But it's a great, great time to be a nerd watching television. There's so much on. I can't even keep up with it. And it it's sounds pretty much like all I it. do. So. Sounds great. Um, I'm just waiting for Survivor. And, you know, I still watch, what is that one? Grey's Anatomy. Um, I'm still guilty of that. So there's a few. But uh, Survivor's really on my list. Of, I can't wait to see them. Mm. So, yeah, you guys want to call this a break? Yeah, let's take a break. I'm dying to hear your opinions about the uh, Florida schools. Okay, good. All right. Break. All right. All right. right. Are we ready to go back? All right. Welcome back. All right. Welcome back. Let's go to this ugly topic. You can start, Brian. All all three of us actually live in different states now. And although education here in Ohio isn't ideal, I don't think I'm dealing with anything that you're having to deal with, Sylvia. So let's let's talk about what's happening in schools with the Don't Say Gay Bill. Okay, just with this Don't Say Gay Bill, for our listeners who are unaware, uh, Florida has passed this Parental Rights Act, also known as the Don't Say Gay Bill, because we are no longer allowed to... All right, let me just go back to say Somebody said they don't want us to teach this kind of stuff in first through third grade. Well, we already don't. So they made up a problem to solve, which would ruin everybody's life, except for a few of those people. Because I don't think that you understand what has happened here. Uh, In this don't say gay bill, it's not even just about that I can't. That's the things that are like. I can't have a rainbow sticker on my door that says safe space anymore. That's things like you can't encourage talk about gender and blah, 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 and all that stuff. And now it's gone from, it it, it gets so much worse than that. If I am at liberty, not liberty, um, I am expected to report to a parent if I see that their daughter is in a relationship with a girl because of this law. If I know that, I have to call the parents. If a kid comes out to me, I have to call the parents. It's so dangerous. Um, it's, it's, it's the worst thing for our kids. That the, Those of you who started this, shame on you. Shame on you. Because sometimes that's the only place these kids have to go. And you know there's not many of us who aren't going to do our thing anyways, so to speak. Uh, because it goes further than that. I can't call kids by their chosen name without their parents' permission, which means I have one kid named Jesus, but he wants me to call him Johnny. I have a Vicky. I have a, wow. you know, I, I can't call them without their parents' permission. But nobody's going to say anything to me when I'm calling Jacqueline Jackie. But the minute I call a transgender student their chosen name, I'm going to be arrested. 
So this is what it was all about to get us to not be able to help these kids and accept them and be normal people with them. Like do what we should do. We can't do that anymore. We can't call them. It's just outrageous. It's outrageous. It's outrageous. And then they threw little. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not allowed to give band-aids. I'm not allowed to give sanitary products to girls because it's considered medical care. And unless a parent gives me permission to do it, I can't. Wow. Or I will go down for, you know, I don't know. What are they going to get me on? Impersonating a nurse? I don't, I don't understand <laughs> what their intention there is. Because all year I've been giving girls maxi pads without hesitation. Because I don't know one kid who's going to go home and say, yeah, mom, thank God for Miss Sylvia today for um, <laughs> she gave me a maxi pad and uh, the parent, I don't know one parent's going to say, oh my God, why did she do that? I'm calling the school on her and having her arrested. Like what is happening? Yeah, I don't know. It seems so ass backwards. It really does, especially in Florida. Uh, things went a little better since we, when it, when we first went back to school, I know, cause everybody's so afraid and they weren't even going to have a spectrum club, uh, uh, GSA, gay straight Alliance club in our school. We didn't have the stickers. Um, I was furious and, and, you know, and I was texting and emailing people that I think matter to find out what's really going on. And um, in the meantime, I posted it. I think I showed you guys the pictures of my classroom wall. Yeah. The uh, yeah. Rainbow. Yeah. So for those guys who don't know, I took three plastic rainbow tablecloths and pinned them up on a 10-foot wall. It's fantastic. Um, <laughs> Has it's, anyone said anything to you about that? Uh, I've had a couple of remarks. Um, <laughs> my principal stood beside it for a very long time before she finally acknowledged it without acknowledging it. Um, and she was so uncomfortable and she said something about you should call someone at the district to find out about the club and I was like I already did so I already did and then we had a conversation about how crazy it was that these people can dictate this and that you know it, I can't have the conversation with her because she's going to do what she's told to do right. and you know we have a it, which is weird because we have a, a, I believe, lesbian superintendent. Am I correct, Brian? Oh, oh God, yes, you do. Yes, you she's do. and she's out, right? It's not a secret. Oh, she's not out. It's kind of a secret. Well, I it's know. no secret. If it's, anyone has met her, it's not a secret. Yeah, if you've met her, it's not a secret. She looks like she could definitely cock a tub in five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's not nice. But anyways, <laughs> she just has that presence. Okay. So I even said that to my principal. Oh, my. Said, oh my. Is that the cat? Yeah, it was. Oh, that cat is crazy. <laughs> you. Yeah, you're going to have to hold on. Okay, that's hilarious. Oh my. He said the cat was a demon, didn't yes, he? Yes, he did. He did. Yeah, we, wow. we, we laughed at him. Stop yes, it. but he was correct. But yes, Kevin, our superintendent clearly presents as a lesbian. Mm -hmm. um, and so I did say to my principal, I said, I said something like that. I was like, it's unfortunate that someone who's representative of, of that community doesn't fight harder for us to be, have, be able to have our stickers, you know, because they told us to take those stickers off our door. 
Yeah. And she said the, this woman, her response was, the uh, uh, who was she, superintendent? Her response was, well, we don't need safe space stickers on our windows because all of our rooms are safe spaces. Right. Okay. So wow. that's when I took to the rainbow wall. And it's like, tell me you're an ally without telling me you're an ally. <laughs> so I have the giant rainbow wall. And since that happened, they've backed off a little bit. And they're not going to, quote, go around and tear stickers off the walls. Um, so they And they are having a, a GSA club. And the principal actually called me at home one night and was like, do you want to do it? And I said... I'm sorry, I can't. Not in this environment. I will be fired. I can't do it. I I won't keep my mouth shut. Right. So I passed the torch on to some unknowing <laughs> uh, and willing participants. So I, I'm I no longer involved in that club, but I am still an ally and all the kids know it. I felt that way before he actually signed Don't Say Gay in the school district where you teach because I, I also headed up the Gay Straight Alliance Club. And the year that I headed it up, I was told that I was not allowed to call it a Gay Straight Alliance Club, that I was only to call it an equality club. And oh I had a meeting with the principal explaining why that's not okay. Uh, to try to pretend like the word gay does not exist is not okay. It's not an equality club at all. You can call whatever you want an equality club. This is specifically a gay-straight alliance club, and that's what it is to be called. <laughs> and they're so, supported nationwide. And they're, they're supported they're, nationwide. Uh, so, but I They're had, funded, and I people give back. them money. I had Leave them alone. From day one, and I was in a very gay school. All of my students, the majority of my students, I would say about 45, 50% of them identified as... That sounds as, really high. Wow. Is, I know. It literally was the gay high school. It really was. Even the kids told me that. They were and like, you know what, um, Kevin, and you might not know, they can choose to go to that high school, yes, right? It's not like yes. a neighborhood thing. No, it's like anybody, you sign up, you have to apply to go. You have to apply to go, and anybody can go, and the kids all knew that this was a gay high school, so all the gay kids elected to go there. So we had a huge gay population there. I bet huge. that happened. I'm not surprised. That's huge. good. Good for them. It's a place where they feel safe, and they but should be able to feel safe. As soon as I started that Gay Straight Alliance Club, and it was the first year that they had one, the principal started inspecting all of my mail that came through, and oh. he, he would open my mail that came directly from Glisten, the gay, the gay and lesbian network. Wait, uh, wait, that sounds like a federal offense. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I'm not sure. That's how Opening that's... someone's mail? Isn't yes. that a crime? I've been told that since I was 10. Oh, that's what happened. He literally said, any, any mail that comes through from Glisten, I want to open and look through before you do. No wonder you left in the middle of the school year. Yeah. Well, that wasn't even, that wasn't even the reason why I left during the middle of the school year. The other principal that came in after that principal, because that principal was going to be transferred, at the end of that school year, and he opted to just quit because he didn't want to go to the school they were going to transfer him to. Quit, and now he runs like a pool cleaning company or something like that. Um, <laughs> hey, whatever it takes. The principal, <laughs> the principal that came in after that was a complete anti-teacher principal. She oh, literally we have those. We have we're grooming those as we speak. Well, she literally started having meetings with like all of the staff, going over things like, okay, what is it exactly that you do during your day? And this is the first year that she came. It was very office space. It sounds uh -huh. very um, 
familiar. You and I think I think yes. you and I have been through it before. It was exactly like that. Yes, it was and it's exactly happening like now where I am. Now. Yeah. Yes, without me saying, you know, where we are. Yeah, you're being. Yeah, quiet. it's happening in our school now, and you know why? It's not a surprise. You took the two biggest culprits of the problem from one school and brought them to the other school together. Yeah, well, they call it quiet firing. And that's basically what's happening. Oh, is that what's happening? I've heard of quiet quitting. And now I'm not even going to call it quiet quitting anymore. I'm going to call it acting my wage. Right, exactly. <laughs> because that just sounds so much better. That's exactly what happens, though. People, that's, what, that's the precursor to quiet quitting, is that people start acting like according to how they are paid. So I will, I will, I will make lesson plans according to how I am being paid. You know? Exactly. I don't bring anything home and I don't do anything. It's a shame because I don't do anything extra anymore, which, you know, I like some of the extra stuff because I love the kids, you know that. Um, but I, I started this year with the intention of not spreading myself into everything. Right. Um, so yeah. Um, I've quite quit, I guess, or I'm acting my wage, but you can't say that's acting my wage because I did get paid for those extra things. So, yeah, well, um, if you get paid for them, that's one thing, but you don't get paid to, you know, yeah, but I chose, I'm choosing not to do those anymore either, even though they paid me extra. I, I'm like, no, 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 nope to everything. I'm coming in and going home. It's usually a lot more trouble than what you're getting paid for anyway. Exactly. Especially stuff like yearbook and stuff like that. It's crazy amount of hours that you put in for $1,300 or something like that for the the entire year. Um, I think my friend that teaches next to me has a yearbook responsibility. And I think she said she got about $950 at the end of the year, you know, after taxes. Yeah. For the whole year. That means you go to every event, you take pictures of every event. And you get paid nine hundred dollars for that. Really. Yeah, yeah, but she's pretty good. She sends the kids to the events. So. Oh well, that's good if you if you have the kids to do that. In Immokalee, when I did yearbook, the kids wouldn't go; they wouldn't show up. Oh, at the middle school? Yeah. Oh, forget it. You can't get them to do anything. No, uh-uh. Yeah, forget it. Anyway, so back to like the the don't say gay bill or the parents parental rights act. So uh, I heard it's gay, all bad. I heard if you're a gay teacher, also you're not allowed to have photos of your family on your desk or anything like that. Is that correct? There's been some pushback on that, and I don't think that that's winning. I think that's a losing. I think that might have been in the beginning, um, but that went away, I believe. Yeah. Um, because I remember when when this came about. I remember what my principal said to me. I had asked her something or or something. Uh, there was a group of us standing together and we were talking about, she said we wouldn't be having the uh, Spectrum Club. And I, you know, I was like, wait, what? And of course, reacted to that. And her her response to me was, if you value your Florida teaching certificate, you'll be careful on what actions you're willing to take. Wow. Yeah. And I was just like, wah, wah, wah. Like, I lost any or any respect left. I can't believe you just said that that like that's so like you should not you should be fighting for the other way that we should be all treating these kids the way they want to be treated or the the way they should be treated and i just was so disappointed that she made that statement they're probably all scared that they're gonna lose their jobs exactly exactly yeah because if i do anything she's out you know what I mean? Like, yeah. if I'm out, she's out. It's pretty clear the way they write this law. 
that you know these principals you're right she's scared for her job well uh, as she shouldn't be she shouldn't un- have to unfortunately the law is so vague too if you do read it it says that you know instruction uh, on these topics will not be given in in grades k through three or any other place where a parents deem offensible or something like that which okay, could be, so the parents which could have- be anywhere Right, they have access to our to our lesson plans, and they can go in our lesson plans. And if I'm doing a, a story on, which I'm not, but if I were doing a story on like Harvey Milk, because it's whatever Pride Month, they can make me take that out. Oh yeah. Even though it's appropriate in twelfth grade. Yeah, it's anyway, crazy. it's so crazy. They can say because they don't want us to teach what's. You know, I don't even know. I don't even get it. And and you would think in this climate, there are no teachers. There are no substitute teachers. We've just had in the last week we had five teachers quit wow. for a we total are, for a total of twelve, right? Right. We are currently at a twelve unfilled teacher positions, which means I think six of them are math classes. There's a chemistry class. Uh, uh, two ELAs, like these classes are being taught by substitute teachers, which means they're not getting the education that, that you think you're getting. No, they're not getting hardly anything. There's that nothing means- happening in those classrooms because I'll tell you right now, as a teacher, we are pulled off of our planning period. For those listeners who don't know, teachers get one period off a day where they get to plan. It's called your planning period. Um, well, some of those are taken away every week, maybe two of them for meetings that seem as necessary could be done through an email. Um, so you really only get that a few times a week. And now they would need you to cover classes that they don't have substitutes for because uh, we have 12 now to begin with. The other day we had 28 teachers out counting those 12. Yeah, I don't doubt it. So they're probably fed up just like I was. all of those classes had zero instruction going on for an entire day. So when I have to cover a math class, I walk into the class with my stack of papers that need to be graded. I take attendance on the kids who are there. I tell them what it says they have to do because most of the teachers will put it online. You know, it's through this website that they can do their work online. And the kids do their work and I can get work done. And I, you know, we get paid to do that. It's, uh, you know, it's okay. I don't like to do it every day, but I'll do it. Yeah, but those but kids it, didn't get any instruction. It does. And it whether does. those kids were doing what they were supposed to on those computers, I don't know. Yeah, who knows? They were probably, if, they, if it's a math class, they're playing cool math games. That's all they Right. Doing. And you know what? To me, they're quiet and they're working. So yeah. it's a lose situation for the kids. Because they're not getting, and that's happening in 28 classrooms a day in my yeah. school. And I will say it's not much better in Ohio, but in Ohio, I am uh, currently teaching at the elementary level now. And mm-hmm. I have, uh, I teach basically four classes a day, which means I have three planning periods a day. Um, what? So the, <laughs> yeah. so, well, I'm moving to Ohio. So, but my, my first period, I do not have. A class at all so I just kind of sit in my office until about nine o'clock and then I do kindergarten and first grade and then I have fourth period off which is also the lunch period 
but I do have lunch duty, which means I basically go in and try to steal the kids' hot Cheetos off their plate and stuff like that. <laughs> and, uh, you know. Oh, my God. I, these I have, kids are going to love you. I'm like, look over there, and then I steal their hot Cheetos. Uh, <laughs> and then. Uh, and I'm thinking this whole time, I hope they weren't already opened and touched. Like, you no, took the bag, right? Yeah, I took the whole bag, yeah. Oh, oh okay, good. Um, and then I have my worst class of the day which is my first graders they're terrible (laughs) they're not terrible because they're bad kids they're terrible just because they're very very young and they're very excitable and everything I put them on is basically a game to teach them keyboarding or typing and they get very loud very quickly but they're not bad kids they just they're just having fun and they don't know how to have fun quietly yeah, uh, it's your job as the first grade teacher to read that in. I know, right? So How do you, though? How I, do you do yeah, that? We're still figuring that part out. I don't yeah, know. I'm impressed with but teachers I've, in these young grades, Brian. I have to tell you, but I've got the way they candy. manage these kids is incredible. I've got lots of candy, and I've got a star reward system. Yeah. Oh, good. And good I've got reward. a wheelable cart that's totally made of rainbows. Yeah, so... That I take oh, that I take to well, each class because I do I'm not gonna... I do not have an office I I roll into I roll into other teachers' classrooms and relieve them for their planning period and teach one period of technology for them so I basically teach kindergarten first grade then I or kindergarten first and then I don't teach and then I come back and I teach second grade then no fifth grade then second grade then third grade. Well, I'm going to tell you I have my seven year old nephew who is in second grade yeah. he would be the kid that would love your class so he's these kids are going to love you it, when he <laughs> talks about school and these i forget what he calls them but like he has one class called global arts and one class you know where they do what you're doing um and he always likes those classes so you're going to do great there yeah and then the last period of the day i usually even though i don't have to do it i usually go out for bus dismissal and just make sure the kids get on the right buses unfortunately right now here uh, where i teach they are, and I teach at a charter school, right? And public schools are actually responsible for the transportation and charter schools. But for some reason, because our kids are, and I'm using the bus driver's words here, quote unquote, bad kids, uh, a lot of bus drivers, <laughs> a lot of bus drivers have refused to actually show up and pick up our kids in the morning. Oh, no. Coming, yeah, in the morning coming to school and in the afternoon leaving school. What? So, yeah, so there's big lawsuits. That going seems on illegal, it at, is. at least. I mean, it is. that's. Uh, if you could see my face. It's because, what? It's because my kids are all kids of color. You know, I was just going to say, yeah. is this 1950 yeah. and your kids happen to be. This is, oh my God, we, this is outrageous. This still happens? Yeah, it's yes. because they're all kids of color and people don't know how to teach them or treat them. You know, they treat them all, you know, they're, they're very, very harsh with the kids and that doesn't go very far with them. You know, I, no, I always, no, 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 you're going at it all the wrong way. Yeah. You want to no. help those kids be better people? You can't be mean to them. You can't be. You can't show them what they've already seen at home. Yeah. Right. So. Sometimes it's the only place that they can go where somebody gives them a, you know, shout out or tells them they're great or whatever. And if you're bringing them down, ooh, yeah. you wouldn't be welcome in my school if but I was it, the it's, principal. It's a, it's a whole different world, though, girl, than high school. I'm telling you, I'm dealing with, uh, you know, 
potties, potty problems in kindergarten. Oh God, <laughs> are you responsible for something yes, like that? Yes. Um, oh my. Oh yeah. Has that happened yet? Uh, not yet. I had a kid almost having a, I have an accident, and thankfully I got him to the restroom in time. But I have to take them to the restroom and make sure they use it. You know. And, well, wait. You leave all the other kids alone? They no, don't have a system have, for this. We have to go as a class. Yeah. Uh, the whole class. Oh, oh my, the whole class, wow. The whole class stands against the wall while I take the kids in, yeah. Oh. Yeah, so. Oh, that sounds so not the kids productive. All, the kids are not allowed to use the restroom at all in their classes. They have scheduled bathroom breaks. So they have, like, one at 9.50. They have one at, like, 11.30. They have one at, like, and they go in certain classes. So you are not allowed to send kids to the restroom at all, no matter what the emergency is. Um, which is crazy for little kids, it especially. I, I get it with high school kids who just want to go out and chat with their girlfriends on their cell phone, but um, that doesn't seem right. Yeah. How many kids have to use one bathroom at the same time then? If there, they're, they're treating them like dogs on a leash. Yeah, there are only there is only one bathroom for the whole K through fifth. Yeah, one. Boy, and how many one children boy, is that? A hundred, six hundred. We have like, two hundred kids total. Oh God, that's crazy. You know, want to hear crazy, just the other day, my friend worked all day on a Friday in a school with no water. They oh were not allowed God. to use restrooms because they couldn't flush. Kids had no water. They wouldn't give them bottles because teachers didn't want to deal with the crinkly noises. What? And the trash. And that never made the news. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, it is getting a little crazy. And like... There are certain things at the school that I don't really care for. You know, that some of the teachers are very harsh with the kids. Very harsh. You know, oh, I don't yell, like that at all. Yelling at, them, yelling at them in the hallway, telling them, you know, I'm going to take all your stars. You think I care? I don't care. You know, like, <laughs> getting I would love to say like that. that. I'm going to go in on Monday and I'm going to talk like that to my kids. I have these two boys that are so funny that they say the funniest things. And I, and I talk funny things back. I'm going to go to them on Monday and say, that's it, boys. I'm taking all your stars away. You have stars. a response. And then I'll be like, oh, you didn't know? I've been putting stars up on you. You're and then, all gone. And then she goes, the teacher goes, now I'm going to take five more stars. And guess what? Now you owe me five stars. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to say that like, to what a high school kid. It's a joke. But what is the reward for these stars? I've got to learn You this. can't give rewards and then take them away. Yeah, that's what happens. Once they earn them. Uh, yeah, I'll tell you, my my seven-year-old nephew, he was door holder for the, the whole school year because they all have a job, and he lost his job last week as door holder, yeah. and he was devastated. The way he told that story to me, I could just see how hurt he was that he doesn't get to hold the door all year. Aww. And I was like, is there any way to win that back? And he's like, nope. Once you lose your job, you lose your job. Wow. And uh, uh, my heart broke for him because I could see it really. And then I did also want to laugh at the same time because it was adorable. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so he lost his job. I, Those I, things are huge to these kids. I know. I wouldn't feel bad about that. I'd be like, oh, cool. I don't have to do this. Right. Oh, no, <laughs> they fight for stuff like that. But they still do. I still have high school boys who want to pass out books. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They never lose that. You're going to love little kids, I think. Yeah. I did a lot of Boys and Girls Club for a lot of years, some after-school stuff, and then the one when they it does moved into me. the new building. It does. Yeah, yeah, Except they it's were a, fun. it's a lot of, like, he hit me, he called yeah. me stupid, <laughs> he took my eraser, mister, oh, broke yes. my pencil. Yes, yes. Here's what you do. Okay. I so I had this in sixth grade when I took sixth grade. There was one kid that would 
would rat every kid out for anything. Miss, he's chewing gum. But he'd tell me like on the sly, he's got gum in his mouth, you know? <laughs> so I started calling him the sheriff. And then he stopped because he knew that he's been had. Like he didn't <laughs> want the other kids to know. But anytime kids would tell on each other, I had a picture of the president of the time, which I would do now. No, it wasn't the president. Yeah, it was the president. I was like, tell it to the president. Tell it to the president. <laughs> tell it to the president. And then eventually they stopped because they just like, one kid would say something and another kid would say, you know, she's just going to tell you to tell it to the president. <laughs> it was hilarious. It was hilarious. That's great. Uh, I don't know if you could do it with really little kids because they might not get it. Yeah, these are these are little bitty kids. The kindergartners are little bitty kids. When I first go in there, I have them all stand up and do a power pose, and then we do our ABCs, and oh, then I God. break out their keyboards and I start to show them. You know, this is A, and I want you to type A seventeen hundred times. And then this <laughs> did is you B. ever think this was going to be your life, Brian? No, uh-uh. I never <laughs> thought I would ever teach elementary school or be able to. I so. think you're going to have the greatest experience and then you can put it to paper and write a book about it. It would well, be fantastic. Uh, the hard part is the the websites that are locked down at the school. You know, I'm used to dealing with their <laughs> lockdowns, but this is there at this charter school. Literally everything that is not on this website called Clever is locked down. Oh, so, we have Clever. Yeah. Yep. We have Clever. But yeah. our kids can get around it. Your kids can too. They'll teach you. I'm sure. Yep, they'll teach you. They try to teach me, and I don't need to know because I'm not going anywhere I shouldn't be. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's interesting. It's going to be a rough year for all teachers, I do believe, because do of the shortage of teachers right now. And the thing that's so unfortunate is that admin doesn't care. No, they really don't. You have all this extra, and it's just crazy. They just keep giving you more and more and more. And then they don't understand why you lose it. Five teachers, Brian, in one week have quit oh, our school. Well, I mean, I'm, I experienced Five that teachers too. and a secretary. Yeah, I try not to think about it and dwell on it over the weekend. I go back on Mondays and I try to stay in my room and enjoy what's happening in there because that's the happy place for me when I'm with the kids teaching. Uh, and all the other stuff just brings me down. Yeah, same here. Yeah, same so. here. All right, let's take a break because we have to get to our musical guest. Yes, we do. Olivia Newton-John. All right, so see you in a minute. All right, break. Yeah, Brian, I think uh, it's hard on all grade levels to deal with all this shit. It is. I bought myself a little rolling cart so I can put my laptop on it, which will be my office, and I'm just going to hang out in the school hallway in between classes and do my thing. I bought a little foldy chair. That's us. That's so funny. It's like high tech. They want to do high tech things in a low tech environment. Oh, yeah, with a Chromebook. Okay. With a Chromebook. I don't know. I have a Chromebook, but I the battery doesn't stay charged. And it was given to me Mm -hmm. and I never made a big deal about getting it fixed. So I don't even know how to use it. Well it's not the same as a laptop. No, it's not. Everything has to be application based or um, or internet based, not application based. Yeah, I don't know any of that. I don't use it at all, so. All right. All right. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to all you listeners out there. We're going to dive into um, Olivia Newton-John, who sadly passed away while we were on our summer vacation. Are we we sure that she passed away? Oh, yeah. I don't know. Kevin, did you (laughs) Don't ask me. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, uh, let me get yeah. started because I've got I've got some 
some some cool stuff I found out, and then All that right. is not it has nothing to do with her, her 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 and what she has done in her life. It's it, it, and I hate to make her sound like a dog breed, but her pedigree is insane. I was reading through like some of her family history and some of the things that they've done, and I I every single one I was like, oh wow, oh oh wow, really? <laughs> so her dad is um is nicknamed Bryn and he used to be an mi5 agent in england which is um if you know mi6 from kind of james bond uh mi6 is kind of the cia where they do all the international stuff in foreign countries well mi5 is like the fbi it's their intelligence okay. inside the country well like he was Impossible. yes exactly he was oh, okay. he was the intelligence <laughs> officer that apprehended uh, Adolf Hitler's uh, deputy Führer when he came to Scotland to try to negotiate peace with the UK during World War II. Huh. So he he took down Adolf Hitler's uh, main man, which I thought was super crazy. That's very I mean, he, crazy. He was a news. secret agent for God's sake. Um, and nobody knew that really. I never heard that. Yes. And then on her mom's side, um, her mom actually escaped from Nazi Germany when she was a child and moved to Britain. Um, and her uncle, her mom's brother, um, is named Gustav Victor Rudolf Born. Oh, and yeah. I went to with one of those. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's famous because he's a pharmacist who studied the effects of, on people that were close to Hiroshima. Um, so, and that led him to discover all these advances in blood platelet disorders and treatments and um, these uh, gadgets that can help count blood platelets that are still in use today. Uh, he is known, uh, and and he, all of these advances that he did, he refused to patent a single one. Uh, he said scientific advances with medical implications should never be exploited for personal gain. Oh, Would never take that. a penny for anything that he did. Too bad that didn't happen nowadays. I know, right? And then going back a little further, her grandfather is named Max Born, and he won the Nobel Prize for uh, his research in quantum mechanics. He's the father of quantum mechanics. So, which I don't know anything about quantum mechanics, except it's in sci-fi movies all the time, and they make yeah. everything quantum. I don't know. And I have no it, idea what I, that even means. I don't I understand don't either, anything about I it, but I tried to read. To smart. I tried to read up on it, and I still have no clue. I read for like an hour. I'm like, I still don't know what I'm looking at right well, now. I, yeah, gave up. I wouldn't even try to read it because I know it's <laughs> over my head, way over my a, head. I think it's a discipline that is widely practiced on the planet Xanadu, which I'm sure we're going to talk about <laughs> later. Oh, that's a great, great, great. Well, that was really good. <laughs> going back oh. just one more. So uh, Max, the great-grandfather, Max's father, her great-great-grandfather, was named Rudolf von Jering, and he was the father of modern sociological and historical law. So he basically came up with how we currently uh, practice law in, in civilized countries. He founded the concept of jurisprudence, that this was a science to be utilized for the further advancement of the moral and social interests <coughs> of mankind. So he was trying to say, you know, we have to be basically good people and look out for, you know, morality and, and the social well-being of everyone around us. Um, Where did we go wrong? I know, right? Well, and going back just to the 1500s, and this makes me feel just like, I look at my family tree, I'm like, really? Jesus. But going back into the 1500s on her mother's side, uh, she's, she's related to Martin Luther, who is 
um, was a monk, a Catholic monk, who let, was excommunicated from the Catholic Church because he, his heresy, and he ended up founding the Protestant religion. Yeah, he's also in a song by Paul McCartney. <laughs> he mentioned him, <laughs> Martin Luther. Uh, that's all I know about him. Um, wow, that's some smart, and that's some lineage, like you say. It's, uh, I had no idea all that happened. Yes, all I know like, is that she's her- a singer. Her, her family oh. literally has changed mankind in, in a lot of different points in history. And even she changed the world that we live in with her well, music and everything I, she did. I also remember, if you remember, in 2005 when she was dating that dude who disappeared. Do you remember that? I do remember he disappeared. Yeah, yes. the cameraman. His name was Patrick McDermott. And yes. uh, they met uh, a year after her divorce from Matt I can't pronounce his last name, Latanzi, I think it was. Um, That's what I have, Latanzi. Yeah, and he disappeared in 2005 uh, during a fishing trip off the California coast. And uh, Newton John was not with him during the time of the disappearance. And it's widely thought that it was just literally an accident at sea. Um, A private investigator hired by an American television program claimed that McDermott is alive and had faked his death for insurance payout, but did not provide proof beyond their own statements. Um, unsubstantial claims have been made in American tabloids and Australian tabloids that McDermott is now living in Mexico. So, huh. yeah. Yeah, that, I remember that. That was sad. Yeah, and, it was. Yeah, yeah, they took that and went with that, didn't they? Uh, that's unfortunate. Uh, it's so interesting. And... Listeners, I don't know. We don't talk about what we're going to talk about. We just say we're going to talk about Olivia Newton-John. Yeah. And it's so interesting that we all kind of pick it from a different angle. Like, I never would have stopped to look at any of the stuff that Kevin just talked about. Well, I don't really and... know her music. So I was, I, that's all I really remember was back in 2005 when I was, I think I was just out of college when okay. that happened. And um... I was like, huh, that's really weird. And I remember she was very distraught about his disappearance. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, yeah, and they, and they never, from what I know, they never found them. No. Well, here are some notes that I took. And, of course, remember, I did take them a while ago because she did die a little while ago, and I knew that we would come to this. So, um, and I didn't refresh. So give me a minute here. I have information about her brother, uh, Hugh. He died in 2009. She had a sister, Rona, who married one of her Greece co-stars, that guy, Jeff Conway. Mm-hmm. And Jeff some Conway sounds very familiar. He was in Greece. He kind of was one of the boys, the John Travolta's, you know, I, character. I can't remember what his name was, but he's probably in other things too. The sound, the name sounds so familiar. Yeah, you'd know him if you looked him up. Um, and then I said died in 2013 at age 72, but I don't know if that was Jeff Conway or the sister. My notes are all jumbled. So uh, she also, Olivia Newton-John has a Guinness World Record. For 45 years, she had the shortest gap between number one albums of 154 days. Did you know that, Brian? In what country? Because in America, I don't even know beyond physical. I don't know a single <laughs> song that she did. Well, apparently in my country, the one that says Google This says Guinness World Records. So, but she was beat. I have more information on that. She was beat by Taylor Swift, who only went 140 days between number one albums. I believe that. So, I I don't know. That's what I wrote down. I can't remember if it's, you know, and again, 
Google. Yeah, uh, I, and I click on what I think might be interesting. Doesn't mean it's a fact. This might be an unfact. I'd love for our our listeners to challenge that and give us the truth. So I'm Um, looking at her discography right now. And, you know, I looked at it a couple days ago when we were getting ready for this uh, chat. And I could not, I did not recognize a single album. Not at all. Not even an album cover. I think she is one of those artists that is beloved in Australia like super beloved in Australia and a superstar in a lot of gay circles as well. And she's very popular. She was very, very famous here. Yeah, clearly not as highly um, regarded as she is in Australia, but she had a a following here for sure. And there, there was only really two or three movies that I recognized out of her movie list, you know, that, that were actually popular. She had Grease. She had Xanadu, and she had she's she's having a baby. And other than that, I did not recognize. Right, but you know what? When you're Olivia Newton-John, you don't have to do anything else but Grease because you won. You won right there. Everybody loved that. <laughs> it's Everybody right. will it's always think Grease when they think Olivia Newton-John, and so all those other things are insignificant I to, guess. to to most of the world. I think. I guess she was, um, she is an icon. I just kind of wonder how she got there. Yeah, you can't figure it out. Well, according to my search, she had the longest of 154, the shortest gap between number one albums. And then I wrote other things. Um, that physical was banned on a few Utah stations. Because, yes. Uh, the exercise video thing was yes. too suggestive. I know. Uh, so that was quite a controversy back then. And I had something written down about... It, something was the most popular single ever about sex ranked by Billboard magazine, and it, it was that physical. So physical. I guess it was yeah. hugely popular, and uh, they didn't like it in Utah. Nope. I wonder why. Yeah, I don't know. That's weird. I wonder who lives in Utah. And yeah. then I have that in that video, Get Physical, it's the first MTV video to depict a gay couple, and that. My hope is a fact. I don't know. <laughs> Not an unfact. Uh, it, no, it unfact. probably is a fact. It would be hard to pick them out because back then in the eighties, when men dressed in those leotards, they all looked very gay. But oh, you know. they all looked ridiculous. So yeah, was... okay, then I also had all her advocacy stuff, like her cancer research and humanitarian causes. Um, she canceled the nineteen seventy eight concert tour of Japan in protest of the dolphin slaughterings. Oh wow. Um, that were getting caught by tuna nets and you know, eventually that worked itself out and she did eventually go there. And I guess this song, The Promise, the Dolphin song, is described as one of the most tender, heart filled vocals of the singer's career. I had never heard it. I've never heard it either. <laughs> I've never heard it. I've never heard most of the songs that I listen to. And I will say this too, her voice, when I was listening to it last night, I was watching a biography and I think it was an Australian biography as well. It seemed like all the narrators and everything were, were Aussie. Well, of course, because that's Aussie, Aussie, she's Aussie. a queen. Oi, oi, oi. And uh, uh, so, but um, I will say that her voice is very, very thin and very relaxing to the point where I was asleep in 10 minutes in that I would call it a pretty voice. She has a pretty voice. It's a pretty voice. It's not a it's great It's a pretty voice. voice. It's not my favorite voice. It's a pretty voice, though, and I can understand why people like it. Yes. Uh, it's a right, very here's... sweet and tender voice. 
Yes. So here's some more either fun facts or unfacts. You'll have to do the homework. In 1979, she was appointed a goodwill ambassador to the UN Environment Program. I think that's fact. Uh, 91, she, something about Children's Health Environmental Coalition, like she became involved in that. She raised funds to help build the Olivia Newton-John Cancer and Wellness Center in Melbourne. I know I said that wrong. Sorry, Australia. Um, what the heck was that? That was my phone. Sorry. Oh, I thought we, I thought we were including sound effects this time. <laughs> maybe our advertisers jumped in too soon. Oh, that's hilarious. Okay, so, um... Yeah, in, in 02, 2002, she was inducted in Australia's Ira Hall of Fame. It's probably good. Uh, she appeared on Glee. She had a Vegas that. residency that lasted three years. She was a guest judge on RuPaul's Drag Race. Yep. She married actor Matt Latanzi in 84 and divorced in 95. She married in 08 to John Easterling. That was his name. John Easterling, the guy that got lost at sea. Um, And she has a daughter, Chloe. I found some information about her. She was, uh, she's, she seems maybe kind of a wreck. She calls herself an American actress. I've never seen her or heard of her. Uh, She's had $500,000 in plastic surgery and it's evident. evident. And in 2017, she started a pot farm with her fiance in Oregon. But she is known to have alcohol and cocaine troubles, so I don't know how that's going. Wow. And Olivia Newton John was worth Yeah, Olivia Newton John was worth sixty million. So she was okay. She did okay. She did okay. So was there anything you did learn about her music, Brian? It seems like we didn't get much for her music. Um, I yeah, I could I mean to be honest, it wasn't my type of music. I was not, I'm definitely not a, a fan. fan. A fan. Yeah. No, I couldn't. Yeah. I tried, I put, I even put it on, you know, my Spotify playlist and I tried right. to go. I tried we to gave go to her a gym. good run. We gave her a good show. <laughs> we did our best. Um, she, you know, she was, a, she's a legend. And she's definitely an icon. Uh, she will always be an icon. She's whether not in our had... wheelhouse, but. Whether or not she had the hundreds of hits like some of our previous uh, guests that we've talked about, you know, or not. Again, she's still, all she's still she an icon. ever needed to do was grease. Yes, so that, it doesn't that black leather out- outfit and the cigarette and that At the end, right. Forever. Yeah. Uh, yeah, change it to everybody, I think. They were like, what? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so there, that's us just paying our respects to Olivia Newton-John. Yeah. And, um Kevin, yeah. so I think it's your turn to pick. You had picked Bette Midler before. I did pick Bette Midler. And she got hijacked by uh, the death of um, Olivia Newton-John. So do we still want to do Bette Midler? I would love to. I love All Bette right. Midler. Yeah. I do Bette too. Midler next week, and let's also talk about uh, we did not discuss the Queen passing away. We need oh, to talk the about Queen. that. God um, rest the Queen. I'd also like to talk about RuPaul's Secret Celebrity Drag Race, RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under, and RuPaul's Ooh. Drag Race Canada, which are all going on simultaneously. Okay, you're pushing the you're pushing the envelope with my kind of time to get to watch all that, but I'll do my best. Because <laughs> now I'm hooked on now I'm hooked on uh, we're here. So well, Secret Celebrity um, Drag Race is kind of fun. It's kind of like a mass singer, but they put them in drag. Yeah, yeah but you're all not right. going to be able to watch the Secret Celebrity Drag Race. <laughs> I mean, I can't watch it. I'm not Unless, watching it. Well, if you have cable, why can't cable. you watch it? I don't have cable. Kevin, it's remember, on VH1. I have everything. Yeah. No, it's on VH1, and VH1 is one of the few that 
you know, you have to have like a cable subscription in order to do it. And I'm just not going to do really? that. I don't yeah, care the, that much. I think this yeah, I'm going to have to check that out because I, um, like I said, I, you know, Jose the cable guy came over, put a box in my living room, and now I can watch anything. So. <laughs> you probably can. You probably can. Because Brian <laughs> I haven't can, tried that one. That well, Brian can can fool his into letting him through. So I'm sure if you've got the my, same thing going. I set up my cable as if I'm in the UK. So my everybody, all my devices think that I'm in the UK because I use a VPN. So everything is different in the UK. Your Netflix is different, your Hulu is different, your WoW. Presents okay. Plus is different, and WoW Presents Plus is what they stream all the RuPaul's Drag Race stuff on. But if you're in America and you go to WoW Presents Plus, it doesn't have shit. If you go to England and you go to WoW Presents Plus, it has literally everything. But, Kevin, I will say the season pass of Secret Celebrity Drag Race, I think last week it was twelve ninety nine or something like that. So it's really cheap if you want to get caught up that way. Yeah, you know, we went and watched one episode with some friends at a bar one night and it was fun but yeah. it just it it wasn't it wasn't can, something that i think i want to buy a season of i can tell you right now and we're going to talk about it a little more next week i do know who most of the celebrities are already and there's only like four left now but I know okay which one am i going to write down that i need to talk about next week well if you have cable try watching secret celebrity drag race it's fun yeah and that's the one that you're not watching I can't watch. Um, Kevin can't okay. watch it. Yeah, he doesn't have VH1. Okay, I'll try that one. And I've got Lock and Key written down to look at, too. Some fun kids show you said about. Okay. Yeah, that's been on for a while. There's a couple of Ooh, it's hard time. to get to all this. You boys, I don't know how you watch everything you do. Oh, well, I'm, I've got this huge list. <laughs> yeah. I'm just working <laughs> through it. for you. Yeah. And my, oh. cat, my cat broke my flat screen as soon as oh. I moved in. Oh, um, that cat is a demon. Yeah, so he literally What is that shat- cat's name? He shattered it. Ted Bundy. Is that the one you tried <laughs> to get me to take? Uh, yeah, that's the one I tried to get you to take. Oh, that's the one you yeah. tried to get me to take. You yeah. were relentless in your so, pursuit of my... Uh, the, the I'm first, glad I didn't fall for that. The first day I moved in, this cat started doing... Uh, I don't know what it was. He was literally trying to climb the walls and I had my flat screen not hooked up to the actual TV stand yet. It was just on the floor and he took a running dive and jumped on it and shattered the screen. Shattered. Holy shit. So I I didn't even know that was possible. So I had to go to Walmart and thankfully they had 55 inches on sale cheaper than even their smaller TV. So I got a 55 inch uh, Roku TV for $240. Wow, that's cheap. Yep. Well, it's not cheap. Nothing's cheap anymore, but that's affordable. That's really affordable, and it was a lot uh, bigger than my old TV. So. And there you go. So take the good with the bad, the glad yeah. with the sad, and the happy with the crappy. That's, that's what a, I always say. Demon cat. Demon cat. <laughs> and with that, that will sign us off. <laughs> that will sign us off. Uh, listeners, thanks again for giving us a chance. We're just back. We hope that you find us uh, as entertaining as we find ourselves. And gentlemen, <laughs> my time with you is always well spent. Have a great uh, week. You too. You All too. Right. Bye. Bye. Bye.